Hey, this is Jacob. We want to welcome you and thank you for listening to the EFGC podcast. We pray today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Make sure to comment and share so that we can impact our community with the truth and the power of the gospel. Now let's go ahead and get into the message. I've just been, as I was just praying about this service, thinking Christmas on Sunday, how special, how, I've seen that it's not until another 11 years that this is going to happen again. So what better place to be, because we've come this morning to celebrate Jesus, and we know that in this Christmas time, he came in a lowly manger, he came in a birth that no other king had ever had, he came in a way that most would look down upon, but how many know that Jesus is not going to come back that way again? He's coming back on a horse, he's coming back is the king of kings. He's coming back victorious and mighty, and he will be praised. Amen. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. So until that day, let's just keep worshiping him. Let's keep praising him. Let's giving him all the glory and all the honor that he's due. Amen. Come on, as you can be seated, as you give God another hand clap of praise this morning. Something so special just about being in the presence of the Lord, and I just have been wanting just to be here with you and just to worship God worship Jesus, and he is so truly worthy of all the praise, amen? So worthy of all of our adoration, so worthy of all of our worship, so worthy of all of our praise, and there's something about the people of God just giving him the praise that he's due, amen? I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 2, if you have your Bible this morning. In Luke chapter 2, and starting in verse 8, and it says, And there were in the same country... Shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch by their flocks by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the, uh, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the things which was told to them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, and as it was told unto them. Today, I just want to spend a few moments talking about worshiping the King of the Kings and the Lord of Lords, of how it's so special to worship Him. And I know just to come into Christmas and be in the presence of the Lord, but how we should worship Him because He is worthy of the praise and worthy of the honor. And I was thinking about the shepherds working out in the night, doing what they were usually doing. They were probably maybe talking. You see a lot of different depictions of how the shepherds would have been, but it was just like another normal night for them, just doing what they were supposed to be doing, tending their flocks, taking care of the sheep. But all of a sudden, there was a holy interruption, and they knew that they needed to get to Bethlehem and worship the Lord. I don't know about you, but I need a holy 
interruption in my life sometimes. A holy interruption to say, it doesn't matter if things just seem to be going normal. I don't want just status quo. I don't want to just go through the motions, but I want to give God the praise that he's due. I want to go to God. I want to go to the Lord in, in the splendor and glory that he's due and say, God, I don't care if it's interrupting my normal. I don't care if I have to get out of my own comfort zone and go to a town that I maybe am not used to. I don't care what I have to do. I'm willing to be interrupted if that means to worship you. I'm willing to be interrupted if that means to worship you. I want to get to that manger. I want to get to that cross. I want to get into your presence, God. I just want to worship you. They were willing to be interrupted to worship. And this morning, I ask us the same thing. Are we willing to be interrupted for the sake of Jesus? Are we willing to be interrupted to say, it doesn't matter if, I, if I'm going on and I have work to do. I have things that I have to do. I have a to-do list. I have a Christmas list that I have to check off. I have all these busy things that I'm doing. It doesn't matter. I'll lay it aside. I'll lay the sheep aside. I'll lay my staff aside. I'll even leave my friends and my family if I have to. If I'm interrupted for you, Jesus, it's worth it. And I'll be interrupted if it means I get to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Don't let the devil steal your joy and steal your peace just because you're unwilling to be interrupted from normal. Don't let the devil steal your worship and steal your praise and steal your shout because it's out of your comfort zone, because you're not used to it. we got to get out of that hillside and get to the manger to worship Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Amen. It doesn't matter if we're interrupted. We're going to get there. Another thing I noticed about the shepherds were how excited they were. They were telling everybody. They were talking about it to everybody. It says they went and they told everybody what they had seen and what they had heard. We got to get excited about the gospel, church. We need to get excited about what happened last week when people were being healed and people were being saved and people were being delivered. I got to read a letter this past month of a woman that sits in our church every week, week after week, of how God in this year has taken her life from the pits of hell to the realms of glory. Her life is completely changed, and it's not because of what I've done or what you've done. It's because of Jesus Christ. He'll take the worst of the sinners and make the vilest of the sinners clean. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus that sets us free and makes us clean? But it's something to be excited about. Not to just sit like bumps on a log on a pew, but to go out and tell the world of what we're seeing and what we're hearing and what we're experiencing. This is the power of the gospel. It's not something to hide. It's not something to put under a sheet. It's something uh, to be uh, to be uh, going into all the world, to be the light of the world, to be seen by all men and to all men to know that this is the power of the gospel. Amen. That this is the power. It's something to be excited about. So this Christmas, wherever you're going, after this, get excited about it. Get excited about the gospel. Tell them, I went to church this morning and I was in the presence of God. I got to worship God. I got to lay aside all the other things that I had to do, all the other priorities, all the things that are the busyness, and I just got to sit in the presence of God and worship him and adore him and be with my church family and see miraculous signs and wonders and miracles. Aren't you thankful that when we come to church, we don't have to leave the same, but we can get excited about what's happening in the power, in the presence, and in the house of God. Amen?
Amen. We can get excited about it. And just like the shepherds, the world should see our excitement when it comes to worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In Revelation 4, 11, it talks about worship in heaven. And let me tell you, I read this quote one time and it, sh- and it just kind of shook me. I was a lot younger, but it said, if you don't enjoy praise and worship at your church, you're really going to hate heaven. You're really going to hate heaven if you don't like praise and worship. You know why? Because heaven is going to be praise and worship 24-7, 365. It's eternal worship. You know, we talk about our mansions and, and glory and all these things, and it's going to be amazing. I hope my mansion has a baby grand piano in it and a lot of other things, but I don't even think for about a thousand, a million years, whatever it is, that I'm going to even get past just sitting at the feet of Jesus and worshiping him. Just sitting at the feet of Jesus and giving him the glory and the honor that he's due. But it talks about worship in heaven. And in um, chapter 4, verse 11, this is talking about the elders casting down their crowns. And they, they're saying, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are and they were created. Church, you were created to worship. For the pleasure of Almighty God, that's why you were created to worship Him. So if we're not worshiping Him, if we're not giving Him all the glory that He's due, there's always going to be something that's missing in your life. There's always going to be something that doesn't feel quite right when you're not doing what you were created to do. Amen. If a car is created to drive, it's not really worth anything if it never drives and has zero miles on it. It was created to get you from point A to point B and to travel. You were created. You were created for worship. The shepherds, the, the, the wise men, all these people that we talk about in the Christmas story, they were created for worship and to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's why you were created. We weren't created today to just receive gifts and to receive Christmas spirit. We were created and we're doing what we were created to do, which is to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. To worship him, to give him glory, to give him honor. And I don't know about you. Worship here is wonderful. And we sing that song that I'll just sing hallelujah. I'll just dance until he comes again. And I believe that he's coming again soon, but I can't wait to worship him in heaven, to see his face, to bow down before him and to be there in heaven and worshiping him because he's worthy of it all. Amen. He's worthy of it all. But the shepherds, they came and worshiped him. And in Matthew chapter two, it talks about the wise men coming to worship him. I'm going to read this in in Matthew chapter two, starting in verse one. It says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the peoples together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto them, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And now Bethlehem and the land of Judah are not the, the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him 
also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened up their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country in another way. The wise men came and they brought Jesus gifts. They brought him gold, they brought him frankincense and myrrh. And today Jesus wants a gift from you. But it's not anything of gold, it's not frankincense, it's not myrrh. But today we don't bring an animal to to the altar and have to sacrifice it. We come through the blood of Jesus. But what Jesus wants is you. What Jesus wants is you. The gift that he wants today is for you to lay your own life down as a living sacrifice. And I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was interrupted in a way. She probably had her whole wedding plan. She had all these desires, all these things that she was planning to do with Joseph. She probably had the name of her firstborn baby already picked out. But she was interrupted by God when an angel said, Mary, you're the one chosen You're the one chosen to carry the very son of God. But she said, Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done unto me. God, whatever it is that you're asking me to do, I say yes. And I believe that that's what God is asking for us today is a yes, is obedience, is saying, God, I'm not just going to give you half of me this Christmas. God, I'm not just going to give half of of me this year. God, I'm not just going to go through the motions this year. God, I'm not just going to try to make it on the world's way or on the things that I can do, but God, I'm going to lay my life down on the altar. I'm going to be a living sacrifice. I might not have gold or frankincense or myrrh, but what I do have is a heart that says yes. What I do have is my myself, and I say yes to you, God. I give you all. I give you everything. I lay it down at the altar to you, and I give myself as a living sacrifice to you. And, and we know that in, in Romans 12, 1, it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, Sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Aren't you thankful for all that God has done for you? If nothing else but that he sent his son Jesus to be born in a manger in a lowly birth and then to live a perfect life and to die on the cross and then to raise again. If that's all that God had ever done for you, if that's all that God had ever done for me, that would be more than enough. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He sent his son for you, and you don't have to die and go to hell, but you can live with him forever when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. But think about all that he's done for you besides that, all the blessings in your life, all the blessings in your family, all the times that he's been there for you when you have abandoned him, the times that he's healed your body when you've been sick, all the time that he's been there with mercy and grace when you've came back to him. He's a good God, isn't he? He's a good God. I plead with you to give your bodies to God for all that he has done for you and let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. This Christmas, the way to worship him is to say, Lord, you can have it all. 
You can have it all. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not just going to maybe go in there and halfway do it or halfway just maybe today on Christmas on Sunday. Jacob got a shirt for Christmas and that I love, and it says, don't just be a Sunday Christian. I'm not going to be a Sunday Christian this year. I'm going to be every day giving you myself, giving you, laying it down and saying, God, I'm a living sacrifice. I want to worship you. I want to worship you. I want to give you everything. I don't know about you, but I want to give that gift to Jesus this year and this Christmas to say, I'm going to worship you with everything that I have. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to become more connected or find out more information in any way, click on the links in the description.